You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on Wednesday, August 3rd, to be exact. And I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, as always, joined by the one and only QB expert, my co-host, Mark Schofield. And as you can see, we have another special guest joining us today as we begin to talk about training camp and what's going on. He's actually been covering everything. So we get to see from his perspective how things are going physically there. And so his name is Chris Franklin, and he is the Philadelphia Eagles beat writer for NJ.com. So thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I, I appreciate this. It's middle of training camp. It's, it's time football's back, so I'm looking forward to this. And thank you guys for having me on. Well, Chris, we're excited to have you here. we got a ton of stuff to dive into. So we can kick it off sort of this way. Pads have gone on now around the league, and teams have put the pads on. We're starting to get contact. How has the energy level been at practice? Who has stood out to you now that the pads are on? And has anybody sort of stepped forward? Because sometimes you see guys when the pads are off, they're playing well, but then sort of separate when the pads go on. So have you seen something like that as well? Well, I think overall, I'll start with the energy. The energy overall has been pretty decent. You know, especially with the Eagles, they don't do a lot of physical stuff when it comes to the hitting or the tackling on the ground and stuff like that. But when you look at what they're doing, and the practices are shorter too, compared to some of the other ones so when you look at take that into account they're making the most of the time that they have while not being as physical as they could be when it comes to that so you'll see the time between different reps are happening i mean nick sirianni said he's even has an incentive right now that he's given to jalen hurts and gardner Minshew. we don't know where it is i would love to know what it is but excuse me they're trying to give them his incentive so that if practice ends shorter than what they actually want to do they get something Maybe green stuff, I don't know, eh, but stuff like that is, is pretty interesting to see. So I think overall the energy is pretty good when it comes to that. And then overall, when the guys come, standout guys, I mean, one guy, linebacker Davion Taylor, I, I've been really impressed by the way he's played overall. I mean, the kid came out of Colorado, still pretty new to the fo- to football, and he's been studying, he's been physical, but he's also had a lot of injuries. He tore his MCL last year, we found out yesterday. And to see him come back on the field, flying around, making plays, he seems like he's around the ball a lot. So he's one guy I've been uh, really impressed with, and I'm encouraged to see what he's able to continue to do through training camp, especially with the pass being on. He looked good yesterday, too. We all know that the Eagles did a phenomenal job this offseason, especially addressing the defensive side of the ball. And one of those draft picks who everybody is so excited to see is Jordan Davis. So what has he been looking like so far? They had a one-on-one session where it's just offensive line versus defensive line, and he powered through a lot. The only person that stopped him was the second-round pick, Cam Jurgens. This man, 6'6", and like being 340, and to use his strength. I mean, the guy is strong, and he's quick, too. He's looked pretty good. He's got some first-team He got some first team reps. Uh, mainly, Fletcher Cox is recovering from COVID himself, but also he, was, he got his chance to shine, and, and he's, able, he's in the backfield a lot. He got a tackle for loss. 
And the, I'm curious about the way they use him, especially too, because when he was at Georgia, one thing that I thought benefited as well too, especially on the first, second down, they used him in that tilt position where he sort of go line up on the shoulder of the center. And if I'm an opposing center, I look at a guy who is a lot bigger than most defensive tackles, who's as quick as he is, and he's coming on my snap side, and he's probably got like a half second head start of me, you're going to have to double team him. And then if you do that, that's going to have a domino effect down the line. So his presence, if he continues to grow, I think his presence can open up things for Javon Hargrave, Hassan Reddick coming off the edge, Brandon Graham. That whole defensive line can be a domino effect, and they can and they need it, especially with finished with 29 sacks last year. He was next to last in the league. They, they need a shot in the arm when it comes to that pass rush. I think he can help them with that. Chris, another area that Eagles fans were hoping for a shot in the arm was on the second level of the defense. And then you add in Nicobe Dean, who they drafted in the third round, who a lot of people thought might have been a steal in the third. How has he looked? And did the Eagles, in your mind, get that steal in the third round with Dean falling to them where he did? He's been pretty decent. You know, he's still learning. He was learning the uh, middle linebacker spot. It was, makes sense because, you know, when he's in Georgia, this we play mostly. So he's he learned that one. And it looks like they're going to try to move him on the weak side as well, too. And he see he. Has it consistently flashed? He's still getting the sense of that. But you see the speed. You see the anticipation. You see the athleticism there. And I'm starting to think he's really starting to put it together a lot. And when you have a guy like Dean who has that the intangibles and the instincts of that, if you couple him with like a TJ Edwards, you couple him with Taylor, when you couple him with right, – and, and just the different things, the looks they can throw at you. Jonathan Gannon likes to use that Vic Vangio 4-3 under look where you mix it out – you have him on the outside because you know he's a good pass rusher, which I want to see him develop that a little bit more at the NFL level. If he can get a good pass rush move and continue that coverage aspect, now you have two linebackers. You really have to game plan. You can't really just say, okay, we're going to shift to uh, Reddit because we don't know if Dean's coming. You got to really take take that into account. So he still has a little work to do, but overall it's, it's been pretty positive. Staying with the defense, what has been your impression of James Bradbury? I've been – Pleasantly surprised, and maybe, maybe I had the the image of and uh, the image of the first mini camp practice he had, where he was like he was still learning system and got beat a couple times deep. And I was like, oh, what did you, I know, I know it was a salary cap thing with the Giants leaving him, let him go. But I was like, uh, maybe there's something to it. But then you see he's gotten more comfortable within the system, and he's looked pretty good. He's been one of the better defenders in camp. I mean, he had, he's gotten some good pass breakups on Devonta Smith. He's he's worked against AJ Brown as well too. I mean that one on one. And I go back to the one-on-ones when it came to receivers and cornerbacks. He had a couple of good, nice pass breakups as well, too. And you see that instinct. You see that in the instincts. He brings that veteran instinct. He, I, I love the fact that he loves to bait the quarterback. I love he play, He plays the little cat and mouse game very, very well. And you're starting to see that when it comes to some in the coverage when it goes against the first-team offense. And, hey, look, you add him with Darius Slay and Avante Maddox. And I know Stephen Nelson was did a decent job last year, but I think Bradbury's even that next level. And, I think he can give. I think that cover that secondary now is a lot better than what it was the last couple of years. So that Bradbury signing overall is looking to be pretty good. Chris, you brought up AJ Brown, and we can sort of shift to the offensive side of the ball. Our, our mutual friend Mike K talked about him earlier this week, saying he's like the prototypical X receiver, and I think that's sort of exactly right. How has he fit in with this offense? And similar to the domino effect you talked about with Jordan Davis, do you think there will be a similar one for the offense where? Well, Brown's sort of at the X. Smith can then sort of play off ball, and it's going to help really this entire passing game with him in, in the lineup. I really think so, because the one thing I thought this receiving core lacked was that big, powerful, physical guy. I mean, Devonta Smith, he can, he can line up at the X and, and use his 
skill to get off the ball and create some separation. But now you have a bigger target, a, a bigger guy with AJ Brown, and he can he, he can play for lack of a better, he can play bully ball if you want to. If you want to get a corner to come up with you and press, he can just use his physical aspects, push him off a little bit within the five yards, and get, turn his big target right in the middle of the thing and present himself and give him a good target for Hurts. And I think overall, when you look at what he's able and able to do when it comes to either short and especially that intermediate pass game, where I think this offense could really excel and needs to do better year over year. I think he brings that. If you put him on a slant, if you put him on that hook, you put him on or anything across that, like running run the mesh concepts. When you have that in the middle field, get him on a get him on against a, a linebacker or a safety, even if formationally. And I want to really want to see what Sirianni does to scheme him to be open. Do, do you see more ones where he's by himself, and then you have like two or three other receivers on the outside, and just gets in coverage? I think you can really, to me, that's, that's easy yards you can pick up and can sustain things and. Overall, he's going to take away a couple of double teams against Devonta Smith. He's going to take away double teams against Dallas Goddard. And I think also now it's going to help the run game. It's hard to believe, especially with them leading the rush, the rushing things. You would have to keep both safeties back when because now you have Devonta Smith and AJ yeah. Brown. You don't know if they're going deep. So now that benefits Miles Sanders potentially getting more than 5.5 yards per carry. So overall, it's just a domino effect across the whole entire offense. When I've been looking at some of like the training camp notes from beat reporters covering the Eagles as well. Um, I haven't been seeing too much about Devontae Smith. Has he been quiet from your perspective in training camp so far? Oh, he's been still good. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's still, okay. he's still, he's still, he's still it's, it's almost like you get that shiny new toy. Yeah, okay. it's like, oh, it's cool, cool. Meanwhile, like, oh, yeah, we have the same thing. All right, cool. But no, yeah. you see little develops. And the one thing that I like that he's done is he's really started to take Keaton, take AJ Brown's big brother. He's really listened to what he's saying. You see, you see some of the little, little nuances that A.J. Brown does, he's starting to incorporate into his when it starts to sizing up the cornerbacks even more and, and little nuances when it comes to his footwork and getting out the routes. And he's making some, he's making something that I want that it's going to be tough because there's only one ball around. You have, and they can really, you can see like easily a hundred targets for both guys. Like if you put them on another offense, they're the one, they're the number one, the number receiver in my opinion, right. especially a lot of them. So mm-hmm. yeah, you have two of them and then you have to be tight end it's tough to see who's going to get that target share. And I think, but I think overall, when you look at what Smith's done to this point, mm-hmm. he's been good. Yeah, I think he's been good overall. And he makes a couple, he made a couple of nice, especially on those little like fade routes as well too. So this office can be dynamic, but it's going, it's, it's going to start quarterback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're going to get the Jalen in a minute. This is the QB factory after all, but Chris, with the pads <laughs> on, we get a better feel for the guys up front. How is the offensive line looked? Because I think in all the discussion about Kurtz and the weapons, the offensive line and their importance, I think, has kind of been undersold a bit. How have they looked? The one thing I was really looking at, especially when when you have so many guys, like that new continuity in for so long and Brandon Brooks going around, I was really worried about the right guard spot with Isaac mm-hmm. Amalu. And thus far, with him coming back off a list, Frank injury, with him switching from the left to the right side, which is – it's it's a lot harder. Than I think a lot of people right. appreciate. He's held his own, and I also was worried about the chemistry he and Lane Johnson were going to build because you're so used to working with somebody on one side. Now you got to build that up quickly. They've held their own, and then you have Landon Johnson. Oh, sorry, yeah, Landon Dickerson. Boy, I just mixed them up. <laughs> Landon Dickerson along with Jordan Mylon on that side. It's been all right. Kelsey's been in and out a little bit because he started camp with the uh, recovering COVID, but this also allowed Cam Jurgens to get more reps as well too in the middle. And he's looked decent. He still needs to pick up a little bit when it comes to pointing out the protections and he's admitted it as well too. We've talked to him. 
point out, okay, oh, this is this look, this is this look. He's trying to get more used to it. But when you look at, he's making some, I'd rather see him make some physical mistakes more than mental mistakes. And, and he's held up on the physical side of that. So it's just getting, taking everything all together. But this offensive line is, as long as Jeff Stout wins around here in Philadelphia, I think this offensive line is going to be easily top three every, every year. One of the biggest storylines that we've been seeing is that Kenny Gainwell has been running, getting reps with the first team and Miles Sanders on the opposite side has been, you know, getting those reps with the twos. And so is this something that we need to be looking into? Like, should we be starting to overreact? I don't think necessarily not, not so much right now. I think just like what you have with Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, I think it started to turn more into a one, a one B. I think especially in training camp, I want to, I guess, especially there's more, it seems like there's more passing and more focus, especially when he begins with no pads, you might as well see what you can do with the passing attack. So I wanted to see, I wonder if they're trying to use a little bit more with Gainwell, see what aspects can he try with that. But I will say this, compared to what he first came in last year and even through the middle of last season, to what he's doing now, he actually looks a little bit quicker. He looks a little bit thicker too. And I think especially <laughs> last year, when you see this guy's like, He's a little shorter, sort of shorter size and stature as a running back, but he was one of the leaders when it came to red zone touchdowns. Like, huh? How's that possible? Nobody can. Is this just because nobody can see him behind that line? But he looks overall. But one thing I really like about him is that he, when he may run in that zone concept, he just goes, goes, stretches out, plants on the foot, and just goes up instead of dancing around a little bit. I think Miles Sanders is still going to be a starter. There's no thing, but I think. You need to get more reps with Kenny Gainwell because if Sanders, if the Eagles decide they don't want to pay him, and then Gainwell, you still have Gainwell, you might as well get him more recommend and just move him up to number one when he, uh, if Sanders decides to leave. Let's get to the reason we're here, Chris, and that's the quarterback position. This is a show titled The QB Factory. We've got to talk Jalen Hurts, obviously, and you even alluded to it, right? All the additions they made on both sides of the ball, there's tons of excitement about this, this Eagles team, but it might come down to Hurts. How has he looked so far? And do you think he can take that step forward that everybody has been sort of clamoring for? I think so far this camp, he's it's been pretty good. I mean, there's been days where you look and you're like, wow, this guy, guy's looking really good. Like, he could be the star. There's days where he makes a, a decision or two. You're like, what is he doing there? But to give you one example, the one thing I really want to see him do better this year is stay in the pocket, maneuver in there, and get more time. And he's done that. Cause especially when you have an offensive line, he had the most time behind that offensive line in the pocket more than anything. I think it was like 2.7 seconds, which doesn't sound a lot, but in the NFL, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a lifetime. He had that. And he didn't take advantage of it all the time. I think that injury when he had an ankle injury, he was forced to, and then you saw he got better at it. So on one of the plays, he had a, they actually sent a blitz on him. He stood up in the pocket. He looked comfortable and there, stepped up and he threw a good strike to Devonta Smith. And you're like, wow, you see the progression. Then another practice you see where he's going, he's basically, he loses the pocket, the pocket breaks down. He runs on the outside. He has Kenny Gainwell on out as an outlet, and he threw across the middle and was picked off. So you see things. I know guys like to try different things and see if they can do it in certain situations, especially in training camp. But you see that, especially with this offense, you just got to, you have to take what is given to you. Like you have to take the out the outlets because these guys can, all these pieces, they are really good at yards after the catch. They can make big plays and continue these drives. So overall, he's looked, I think it looks decent. There's still some things he needs to improve. I like that his throwing motion. He worked out in Southern California or townhouse. I like that his release looks more compact. His footwork looks a lot better when he first came in. You see him moving moving around. It, it looks a lot better. And he's 
I think the more rep, he needs more reps, I think, especially too, the anticipation. I like his timing routes that he's developed with AJ Brown. I think that's been really good too. I mean, he kind of helps with your best friends or your team. And then you got the other guy you play college with, that. But the timing is down. So I think it's been more positive than negatives. And I think this season he can take a leap. I, I truly do. But he has to take those, he has to utilize the check downs a little bit more because I think they'll live, give more opportunities for his offense to thrive. Something else you touched on, Chris, when you were talking about A.J. Brown was the throws, say, in the intermediate area of the field, sometimes between the numbers, between the ashes. That's been kind of inconsistent from Hertz. Do you think Brown's presence and their chemistry will help them fill out that portion of the field, help them attack that area of the defense? I think so, too. I mean, you have a big target right there, uh, a big target, and especially in, in- – when you have him going in there, especially if teams want to play a lot more zone, knowing that Hurts is a lot more as athletic and they want to get those eyes looking towards him, you're going to have to pick apart and, and work in that middle of the field. And usually you're going to have a linebacker or safety in those areas. You want to go, you want to see a, like those little two, the cover three looks or the underneath or a cover like a Tampa two, especially when you have a middle linebacker, you have to take advantage of those. And when you have a, the catch radius and you have that size that A.J. Brown has in there, I think that's going to help him out a lot when it comes to that. And the other thing is going to be, I think you have, you'll see a lot more, bunch, I think if they run more bunch as well too, I think that will help him out because you get the breakouts and then he'll just sit around in the middle. So the timing, the timing aspect is going to be important with that. And I think that it comes with the anticipation and the experience that he's going to need. So Brown's going to help with that. It's a matter of if Hertz can continue to develop in order to take advantage of it. I think we can all agree that this is going to be a year that Hurst is under a lot of pressure because he's trying to prove himself. If he can't develop into that franchise quarterback for the Eagles, where do they go from there? I mean, with two first round draft picks, (laughs) I mean, they have, they have the ability to maneuver. Like Howie Rose was was really good at moving up, up and down the draft board. I mean, we saw when they got, were able to select Wentz. Now looking back at what Winch has become, you know, it's like you know, mm-hmm. but he did have this for early on when she's like, all right, cool, it looked good. But I think I think they would go young and then especially like with him having one more year left on his contract, let him get one more chance. I mean, it could be something like I'm, I'm not before anybody thinks I'm not calling him Aaron Rodgers, but it could be something like where you have Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, something similar to that. And if Hurts takes off in year four, then you still have a good backup to develop it and trade away if you want to or so have you or if Hertz decides to go if it doesn't play up well or he's still middling then you can go in uh and, and then go with uh what's the name you could go with whoever you draft I mean I wouldn't put also wouldn't put out a veteran guide as well too especially if you dangle those two first round picks depends who comes available I mean we know it's not Russ because he's in Denver you know yeah but, but yeah right. you're, you're gonna hear some disgruntled quarterback pop up out of nowhere so that's another option to do so I, I really think they would go the young route and then try to develop that guy, something that fits what Nick Sirianni is looking to do. But it's going to be – it's going to be – it's one of the stream or another. I think it's going to be either he plays so bad or he doesn't show development and they get that young guy or he's getting the extension because he's playing so well. That, that middle ground, is, I think it's just getting smaller and smaller. I think it's going to be one or the other. Since this is the QB factor where we talk all quarterbacks, not just the starter. And so do we have a battle at all for QB two, or is this Gardner Minshew's job? And they're sort of looking at Carson Strong as like a medical redshirt year to see what they have next year. Maybe potentially he's the young guy they look at in a worst case scenario. I thought, see, coming in, I thought Gardner Minshew would be like 
the the dangled trade piece because he'd play well enough and somebody got an injury and they was coming that one. Right. He hasn't had the sharpest camp at all. I mean, he's really? thrown a couple of questionable interceptions. You see, it's been it's, it's almost like you can almost start a. Sorry, you start a Twitter account pretty much. Did, did Gardner Minshew throw an interception? Day? It'd be yes, yes, yes. You starting to get to that point where you're looking like, wow, what's going on here? But hey, maybe it's another thing, like just like I say, what hurts. Maybe it's a thing where he's trying to work on some stuff. But I think right now, Strong, he's he's had his own struggles. He admitted that he like uh, a couple of days ago that was his first 11 on 11 reps, and he was like, he's trying to get his timing down. He's trying to get used to the NFL speed. The guy I've been surprised with. I thought it was going to be a battle for the QB three between Sinet and Strong, especially too. Recent X actually looked pretty decent. He's not going to be at the level where he's going to take Minshew's job. I think it's a big divide still on that one. But I think he's played well enough that that's his job to keep. And the question becomes strong. You know the physical tools that Strong has, especially with that arm. Right. If you release him, somebody going to do that. That's why I think if you – I'm really looking at that first cuts because what the Eagles did last year, they released – at least a lot of those guys they wanted to keep, they put them in those first cuts and they signed them that way. If he's among those first cuts to try to – stop another team then we know that if he's along the last one i wonder if somebody's gonna try to pick him up even though they gave him a lot of money right as a, a drafted free agent but yeah uh who would have thought you'd say like recent that would have better quote unquote like practice uh, training camp snaps in the yeah. Yeah. yeah what would you say are the expectations for jerks oh not jerks jalen hurts for the remainder of training camp i think the main thing is going to be consistency and with him it's it's a lot of boom or bust with it. It seems like here and there. I think as long as he consistently shows that he continues the accuracy, he's been, they've been practicing a lot of short intermediate stuff. They haven't really tried to go over the top only a couple of times, but if he continues to show consistency in his accuracy, if he continues to, I think he's got this offense down very well, which especially the second year, I mean, he's even mentioned that this is the first time since he was in high school, he's been in the same offensive system. So it's, it's crazy on that one. But I think overall, if he can remain consistent, shows that he can throw that sh- those short yards, those intermediate routes, continues to get that timing, and continue to stack those days up, I think everybody will feel better. Now, if he starts to re- have pretty much the same thing where it's always fluctuating or it starts working backwards, then I think that's when everybody's going to go, "All right, we we had it, we had him going out to a quick start. Is it really going to be? Is his team going to be really as good as that with you?" But I, I think it'll work out in the end. All right, Chris, biggest question of the show. Rachel and I are dying to know this. Did you see Top Gun Maverick, and what did you think? And if you haven't seen it, are you going to go fix that right now? I have not seen it. In fact, I haven't seen the original Top Gun in about 10 years. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the reaction we want to see. That's the reaction. (laughs) You're killing us. Yes, come on. To, to take the words of a of a former Eagles coach, <clears throat> I gotta do a better job uh, with my Top Gun and uh, put myself in a position to sit in the seat and watch it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna make sure we do that, and uh, so I'll have a ham sandwich afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's still waiting for. Uh, <laughs> we're, still, we're still waiting for. Uh, I still have to watch it. There's there's so many movies on my list. I mean. We we thought our, our friend Mike, hey, I still haven't watched Tombstone, and I'm getting that still for that one too. I still haven't watched that. <laughs> I'm gonna go get the DVD and mail it to you by the end of the day on Tombstone. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so gonna DM so Mike right now. <laughs> you know, I try. Yeah, he was like, I tried, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Try. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. 
I'm still work. I'm still working on the lead. I'm still working on a bunch of other stuff. I'm rewatching. I still got to finish some of the Marvel stuff. Like yeah. I haven't finished. I haven't finished uh, Captain's Winter of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I haven't finished that. I still haven't watched Loki. I, I'm so far behind on all my other stuff. It's Chris. Isn't isn't the problem that just there's too much good stuff out there? You can't find time to see it all. There's that. There's the wow, Chris. You need to get out more. Stop looking at video YouTube's of what mm. a cover three can do against a cover one and all that stuff. Right. I, I need to. I, I swear, there's there, there, there's a life inside of here. I gotta, I gotta get in touch with it, find it again. It's tough. I, I will, if I have to, I will bring my copy of Tombstone to Indy for the combine. I will give it to you, <laughs> you when we are out there. By the way, Chris, what was your favorite indie restaurant? Was it oh. was it Ruth's Chris when we had dinner, or was that it was else? that whole entire? That was my first time meeting all you guys. That was the funniest. <laughs> That was the funniest get together I've been in a while. That's good. I mean, Prime Forty Seven is really cool just because you see, it's like, I, and I thought I was like hanging out late, like all right, two or two three a.m. Like all right, cool, yeah, I'm calling at night. Meanwhile, I see a van coming up and people going out. All right, cool, we're ready to party. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like it's four in the morning. Right? We gotta get out. Like, all right, nah, I can't, I'm tapping out. I'm going out too, but now nah, yeah. that 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 Ruth's Chris night was just it, 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 top, top five. It was sports writers' night. It was that much fun. Wow! See, I've been telling Rachel she's got to get to the combine next year. You have to. Yeah, I, that last year was my first one. It was uh, it was eye opening. One, two is so much fun, and three being I mean, football junkie is is so it's, it's almost like one's like oh, this is Cliff Kingsbury walking down the street. Wait, what? Okay, <laughs> okay let me run this way too. It's it's the perfectly everything's within walking distance. I'm glad it's back in Indy, but yeah, oh, that Ruth's Chris night was. Well, fun. we'll we'll do Ruth Chris again next next combine. We'll get Rachel to dinner with us. Yes, yes, have to, have to. <laughs> but thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time to chat with us. Like we really, really appreciate it. We know the listeners are going to love this episode. For all you lovely listeners out there, don't forget to rate, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And before we leave, Chris, do you have any plugs that you want to leave? Where can everybody find your work? Find you on social media. Sure. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for, for inviting me. It's, it's a lot of fun today. Uh, you can find work on nj.com slash eagles. You can follow me on Twitter, see Franklin News, same with Instagram as well, too. Posting some videos from what's going on Eagles training camp and try to keep you guys as form as best form as I can. But thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chris, man. Appreciate it.